Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 31st. The current leading candidates for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination are both in the kickoff state of Iowa, and the field of candidates keeps getting bigger. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, the two leading candidates for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, are both in the kickoff state of Iowa today, and their field of competitors continues to grow. Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, made his campaign trail debut as a declared presidential candidate yesterday in the Hawkeye State, the critical first contest in the nominating process, Iowa. And he did so at an evangelical church just outside of Des Moines. That was no accident. If you look back at the electorate in the Republican Iowa caucuses back in 2016, you'll see that roughly two-thirds of Republican Iowa caucus-goers say that they are evangelical Christians. In his speech, DeSantis was introducing himself to Republicans in Iowa. He was telling a little bit about his biography. He brought his wife on the stage, who clearly is going to be a central player in this presidential campaign. And he was largely making two strategic points that are going to be with him, it seems, throughout the duration of this campaign. One, that the elites in Washington do not represent the people and that he can. And two, he has a history of defeating what he sees as sort of a leftist woke ideology. His 19 percentage point victory in re-election in Florida last year, as well as his string of legislative victories in the state. But then after the speech, DeSantis did a press availability with reporters taking questions of all kinds. And he made it really clear he's not going to shy away from taking on Donald Trump directly. I think our voters are looking at this and they say, you know, yeah, we appreciate what he did, but we also recognize there are a lot of voters just aren't going to ever vote for him. We just have to accept that. I know people in Florida who voted against me in 18, who voted for me in 22. And they said, well, you know, in 18, I thought you were too much like him. 22, you're your own guy. We're going to do it. DeSantis made sure to try and frame Trump's attacks against him as coming from the left on things like COVID management or abortion. In fact, the COVID issue is something that DeSantis puts front and center in his contrast with Trump. Listen to this. If you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? So some of this stuff, I think, is, look, if someone is saying that, I am going to I am going to counterpunch. I'm going to fight back on it. Donald Trump, for his part, is in Iowa today. The front runner is expected to do some smaller group meetings in his time in Iowa, in addition to doing a televised town hall with Fox News. Our team on the ground in Iowa caught up with some Republican caucus goers to get their reaction of how they are assessing these two front-running candidates of Trump and DeSantis. I have not made up my mind. I want to learn more. I love Trump because I love that he did what he said he was going to do. He was not bought. I like Trump. I voted for Trump. However, I think he's got too many legal irons in the fire, and I think that uh, this is going to really help push DeSantis to the forefront. I voted for Trump on the last one, and I thought he did a lot of things, but it was constant criticism all through the whole thing. 
And I just feel like maybe uh, another president in there can work across the lines. In advance of his arrival in Iowa, Trump took to his Truth Social platform to attack DeSantis for his previous stances on ethanol, obviously a big industry in Iowa, and on Social Security and Medicare. Cuts to those popular entitlement programs were not on the table in the negotiations between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy about getting the debt ceiling raised and avoiding default. As for that debt deal in Washington, the House of Representatives is voting on the bill today that would indeed raise the debt ceiling for the next two years or so. Now, if it passes the House, as leadership expects it will, it still will have to go through the Senate before President Biden can get it onto his desk and affix his signature to it, avoiding default before that June 5th deadline. Most of the Republican primary presidential field has been quite critical in the last day or so of this debt limit deal, except for Donald Trump, who's actually been quite muted. The last time he commented on this appears to be on May 19th, after Biden met with congressional leaders. He posted on Truth Social then, quote, Republicans should not make a deal on the debt ceiling unless they get everything they want. We know clearly Republicans did not get everything they want here. Hence, this compromise deal is going to depend on support from both Republican and Democratic votes. DeSantis used this as a contrast point with Trump yesterday. He told a crowd in Iowa that he would not be voting for this bill if he were in Congress. Our nation was careening towards bankruptcy before the debt deal, and it will still be careening towards bankruptcy after this debt deal. And DeSantis was trying to put the pressure on Trump for coming out of the shadows and making it clear where he stands. This is what he told reporters. Are you leading from the front or are you waiting for polls to tell you uh, what position to take? I led from the front on this. I think he owes it uh, to folks to uh, to come out and, and take a position, you know, one way or another on it. And as I said at the top, the Republican presidential primary field continues to grow. Two sources familiar with Mike Pence's plans tell CNN the former vice president will announce he's running for the Republican nomination next Wednesday, June 7th. There will be an announcement video and a speech in Iowa before he appears at CNN's town hall later that evening at Grandview University in Des Moines. By the way, June 7th happens to also be Mike Pence's 64th birthday. This will be a historic campaign. We do not normally see a former vice president seeking to take on his former running mate who served as president. Now, everything with Donald Trump is unprecedented, and this is too. Obviously, four years as a loyal lieutenant, Mike Pence served Donald Trump, and then they famously or infamously split in the aftermath of January 6th. How Mike Pence navigates that terrain in a field still dominated by Trump will be a key thing to watch as this campaign moves forward. One final note from the 2024 campaign trail today. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is expected to announce an official run on Tuesday at a New Hampshire town hall. Christie's allies launched a super PAC in support of his expected candidacy called Tell It Like It Is earlier this week. And that should give you a sense of how Christie is going to approach this campaign. He has been a consistent Trump critic since the 2020 election when Donald Trump was actively telling lies about the results of that election, 
and of course after the insurrection. And he clearly sees it as his mission in this campaign to try and take down Trump to rid the Republican Party of him. Here was Christie at an RNC event last month. He is the biggest loser for the Republican Party in, since Richard Nixon. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.